Hi, everyone. I am Linda. I am a compulsive overeater. I like to say for life because that tells my brain there's no change to this disease. Um, I just, I'm so incredibly grateful to be here with all of you and have an opportunity to be of service to this meeting. Um, I, I had the first thing I was going to do was to say, I need to arrive in this moment. I need to arrive. And I, that kind of clears my head and lets me become present and sort of opens up the, the channel, if you will, to, to calm for me. Um, and I do that a lot, arriving in the moment, whether it's before a meeting, it's before a conversation with someone, a sponsee. It is just to take a deep breath and say to myself, I'm arriving in this moment. So I am, um, as I said, just so incredibly grateful. I don't want to spend much time on my, my past and my compulsive overeating. I, I like to label myself a garden variety compulsive overeater. Um, nothing special about me. Um, you know, I know from being in these meetings that, you know, the thing eating in secret and eating to feel better than and eating to basically get rid of all my emotions so that I didn't have to deal with whatever it was that was in front of me. Food was that blunt instrument. Food was just the equalizer. It was, it anesthetized. I used it as, as to anesthetize myself. And, um, you know, over the years, over the OA years, I should say, I've been in program about 12 and a half years. You know, I get glimpses into my history as to why I turned to food. Um, you know, I, my sponsor would say the why is not important, but the gifts on the gifts. I'm going to talk really about the gifts of this program, which for me have been about finding balance, peace, and perspective. Um, you know, she would say that the why is not important, but the glimpses would come. You know, oh yes, that's what the messages you heard as a child from your from your father and my father in particular. You know, they really sowed the seeds for for self doubt and insecurity and inferiority and those pe and people pleasing and all the, and those character defects um, that you know I know that my higher power will remove um, and does on a on a daily basis when I work the program, but you know. Those seeds were planted when I was really young. And I'll tell you, one of the gifts of this program, I was in probably three or four years abstinent in the program. The thought occurred to me one day that parents say things to children. I, my father said things to me because very likely those are the things that his father said to him. And I thought to myself, and immediately what flooded into my mind was comp great compassion, great compassion. And, you know, you, tra you trace it back. And his, my great-grandfather probably said that to my grandfather who said it, you know, and it just goes on. But this program gave me the opportunity to become, you know, aware of and, and to learn from and be grateful for all these experiences and these glimpses, intuitive thoughts and glimpses. So... I just want to say that I grew up just avoiding confrontation, emotions, everything by using food. So I want to fast forward. So 12 years, right? Okay. So um, came to OA, got a sponsor, worked the steps. A year later, started sponsoring um, and knew that service was really important. Tools and the service was really important. And I'm going to talk more about service specifically toward the end. 
I went to my first, so I, I went to my first region seven. So I'm in Maryland. So we're part of the world service structure that's region seven. And probably three years into the program, went to my first region uh, meeting, region seven meeting as a representative. And I saw someone in there who was in 12 years. And I said to him, I said, my God, what do you do for 12 years? And he said, oh, Linda, it just keeps getting better and better. He said, I don't even know how to describe it to you. But, but life, there's so much to do and there's so much to work on. And life just keeps getting better and better. And I thought, oh, my gosh, how is that possible? Um, and I will tell you that I got abstinent and lost my weight, maintaining a healthy body weight. But it took me four years to get my wedding ring resized. Uh, because I didn't believe that this would, you know, how, how does this work? How do people keep doing this program? But he gave me great hope um, that, that life is a, an adventure and this program allows me to become present to that adventure. Um, and the most interesting thing for me over the last 12 years has been the transformation. So we are promised uh, from, from the AA Big Book, we are promised change and transformation. If we work the steps, stay in this program, you know, we, we get those gifts. And my brain and my, what, became, what is really important in life, right? That's what's really important in life is not the material. I had to learn that in this program. I, I should say I got to learn, this, learn that in this program because it is not where I live. It is not who I'm married to. It is not the size of my bank account. It is not the job I have, although sometimes my brain tries to tell me very much that it is the job. It is about helping support and serve others. That's when I feel contented and, and secure and safe and a part of a community. And so I started to get what this, this guy was telling me, which was, you know, it is, it's an adventure. It's just an adventure in, in learning more about who I am becoming and, and liking the person I am becoming. Um, so how it works. So I want to give you a, 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 just a short summary of how it works for me. Um, daily spiritual practice. I have that going on. I get up. Um, I say, usually say the 11 step prayer while the tea kettle is going, come in, do some reading and some writing. Um, many days I'll jump on a meeting uh, in the morning. Although I have learned through zoom that it's quality, not quantity. I have to watch that. Um, am I really getting quality out of the meetings that I'm going to, or am I just, you know, wanting to go from meeting to meeting to hear something in my, you know, something and I'm not present. I'm not sort of becoming present and arriving in the moment because now I'm just distracted, if you will, but got to watch that. So, so sleep. I want to touch on sleep because I have learned that, you know, an action plan for me, this is all part of an action plan. An action plan for me is doing the, the routine. The, I, I thrive in structure, I'll tell you, doing the same thing over and over again. It keeps my head quiet so it doesn't sort of go off and, you know, take a turn, start a sharp right turn. Um, I, I try really hard to get enough sleep because when my sleep is off, other things start to go off too. Um, the meditation, other things start to become less important if I'm tired. Um, so I try for seven hours. Nutrition, I weigh my food. Um, I plan my meals the night before, the day before. I eat a lot of the same, um, pretty much the same thing for breakfast during the week. Um, variations on a theme for lunch or dinner. 
But again, I do a lot of prep work on food on the weekends and a lot of um, freezing so that it's really easy. My brain doesn't wonder what it's going to eat for dinner tonight because it already, it's all written down and, and I make changes, but they're one for one changes. They're not, you know, let's just, let's just uh, go to the fast food place. Um, exercise for those of you I've talked about exercise before it is important um, to me and just to move right movement is medicine movement is a privilege I like how my body feels when I when I move it and I'm getting older I'm 55 <laughs> so I absolutely can't do the things that I used to do when I was in my 30s um, so I learn to age adjust them but I find them just just as experiential just as fulfilling it's walking instead of running my orthopedist is like you're never going to run again get that out of your head no running there'll become a day when you think this spring you can run no more running for you i'm like okay this program teaches me how to accept that i can walk and just and just enjoy it and feel good about it um quiet so i want to touch on quietness because this is something i'm actively working on it is easy for me to be in recovery when things are quiet. And I mean externally quiet. Like I, I'm in a sun porch right now. It's just four rooms removed from the television set in our house, which my husband loves the television set. But the kitchen is next to the TV. So, you know, um, I'm in heating up dinner and the TV's on and it's usually around the news channels. And, and it just... What I'm working on is trying to find quiet within, even when I'm in a noisy space. Because what I find is I can always retreat to the sunroom. Here I am. But that's not living life with another human being. You know, being on being remote work, remote work environment, great, love it, but it's not engaging with people in the office. And so what I have learned and what I'm practicing is even amongst the noise and the haste, that I will find a way, which is usually through reflection, to get quiet inside. I'll remember a beautiful, you know, walk on the beach, uh, a hike on a trail. Some usually involves nature of some sort. And I can focus on that and tune out the noise and the news and the things that disrupt me. Because, boy, that news, I, I, it's a tough one. I start to talk to the TV set while my husband is watching it. So... Finding ways to get quiet internally and become present in the moment and be, con- and be present on what I'm doing in the kitchen. You know, what I'm doing um, is really critical for me. Um, I set boundaries at work. So at the end of the day, I pick that one thing I'm going to do. What is the one thing I'm going to finish? I do that thing. I close the computer. I take a few steep, deep breaths. And then I have to transition whether it's, again, some stretching or just some movement or sitting quietly for a moment, it allows sort of a bookend to the work experience. And um, that's really, really helpful. So I call it, you know, good orderly shutdown, if you will. Um, So I've talked a little bit about um, some of this. I just want to talk about the emotional part because that for me you know, the character defects that surf- have surfaced for me for years um, are self-criticism and self-righteousness. Those are two biggies for me. And I have found, as I have heard many people in this room and other rooms sh- share, it is the power of the pause. It is the power of restraint, of speaking, 
or, you know, I'm pretty good at restraint of email now um, and texting, but restraint of, of speaking. And people say, you know, we're not responsible for our first thought because we're human beings and we're going to have these human emotions. And my goodness, having a human emotion, a human reaction, whether it's for me, you know, self-criticism is still better. It's still better for me than numbing out and not feeling anything and being kind of catatonic with food because I have a choice. I didn't have a choice when I was getting up and getting to the refrigerator, eating something, sitting down, getting up, you know, that, that automatic robot switch was flipped and I had no choice until whatever it was that I was fixated on was gone. So I love the the thought that I can't control my first thought, but I can certainly control or react or manage my reaction to my second thought. Um, You know, my husband has a thing with traffic. So he drives, he's been driving the DC area for 20 years. So traffic is his thing. And he comes home and he's upset about how bad traffic has gotten up. He's upset. So I may have a, a traffic experience, you know, whatever it is, minor stuff. And, you know, shooting the breeze. And I'm going to open my mouth and tell him about my traffic experience. And I pause. But my higher power comes into my brain and says, you will set him off. You will start him on his, you know, his discord about <laughs> discourse about tra- traffic. Thank God. You know, mouth opens, pause happens, mouth closes. And I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Um, let me find something else to think about that's putting something positive into my husband's life and not something that is going to take him down the rabbit hole that is one of the banes of his current existence. Um, so um, I think um, I want to talk very briefly about my relationship with a higher power. I came in as an, I, I don't know if I was a labeling, you know, I was, I didn't want anything to do with it. Let's just suffice it to say, I came in not wanting anything to do with a higher power, anything with God, God, just like what the big books says, the weaknesses, right? Weakness. It was, you know, the opiate of the masses. I, you know, whatever it was, it was just not for me. Um, and when I became abstinent, I could not otherwise explain. There was no explanation for why the night before I was raiding my husband's food in the refrigerator, And the next time I opened the refrigerator, I couldn't stand the sight of it. I couldn't stand it. I exactly what it says. I recoiled. I was like, oh, my God. You know. And I came to believe that there's something much, much greater than me that is is at work in my life. And, um, you know, I think that 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 relationship, when I... When I tune into that, and I need to tune into it a lot every day, multiple times a day, don't always do it, I can be restored to sanity around food, people, places, situations, my goodness, the future. You know, I can live in the future and start to, anyway, you, you, I know you all, I don't have to even finish that sentence because I know you all know what I mean. Um, and that relationship is incredible. That is the most important thing in my life without exception. And it's how I feel when I have that relationship, which is a sense of remaining Linda. Thank you so much, Cheryl, a sense of comfort and security and safety, which I never found. I never found. Um, okay. So lest you think that, you know, life is a bed of roses in my life. It is not. Um, you know, I, as I said, self-righteousness is a big thing for me. And I, We'll have an interaction, whether it's in person, I work full time, 
interaction with a person by email um, or in, over the phone or Zoom. And I will get so I can get self righteousness, that first thought, right? Self righteousness. And that person, and what's going on right now is that person owes me an apology. And my second thought is, well, suck it up, buttercup. You owe that person an apology. Um, and I have learned in this program that, you know, how free do I want to be? How free do I want to be? And I tell you, I've said this before. The answer in my head, thank goodness, is pretty damn free. And so I have learned the gifts of this program for me, which I would never have done before recovery, before OA, is made an apology. I would have just, you know, I, I don't even, I know you know. Um, but now I make apologies. And after the first, you know, 20, 30, 40 apologies, you know, they become, it becomes a spiritual practice. It becomes a way of, I love how I feel after I make that apology. I don't feel less than, I don't feel like I've, you know, surrendered to the person. Like I've, I, I feel it's a spiritual experience for me and I feel lifted up because I've done that, um, taken that action. So another thing I'm struggling with, um, but I'm doing so much better this year is rereading emails that I've sent. I send these work emails. I send them. I push send. They are out there. And then I have this compulsive nature to reread them so that I can try to understand how the recipient is. I mean, it's how's the recipient going to look at that? Where's the mistake that I, you know, again, I'm aware of it. And I'm like, no, no, no. You don't have time to go rereading your emails. Just move on, move on. Um, So I have learned that. Um, I have learned about my food thoughts. My food thoughts show up in my head and they will say, I deserve, I can handle, I deserve this, I can handle it, or I haven't had this in a really long time, and it's very special. And those, um, I have been in perfectly abstinence, I have abstinence, I have fallen into that before, I have followed those voices down the rabbit hole, and I now know that those are, that is absolutely not true, and whatever they're trying to tell me is not my food. So the gifts, I want to wrap up with some more of these gifts, um, which keep me in this program. I am not here because I am maintaining a healthy body. I am here because of these gifts. Um, and one of this is having this relationship with all of you. Um, the gift I have is that I accept myself where I am. Two minutes, Linda. Thank you, Cheryl. I accept where I am today. You know, the warts, the good parts, the works in progress. I can accept myself. It enables me to accept others. Um, I can pick a spiritual principle and practice it for a year. So I heard an AA person share that one time, and I said, I love it, I'm doing it, and I picked love for this year. And, you know, I, if I say nothing, if I get to say nothing else to all of you um, for the rest of these two minutes, it is this. Um, there was some loss, significant loss in my office and in some other friends in the last couple of weeks, and I have learned the principle of love tells me not to wait to tell you how I feel about you all, not to wait to tell my coworkers, not to wait to tell my spouse when I, when he goes on that road trip every day to tell him, I love you. I'll see you later. Take care of yourself. It is to express the feelings I have for people in the moment I have them because we never know. Um, the gifts of listening to others, the gifts of, um, of no coincidences of having faith and trust in my higher power that everything will turn. I believe it. I've read it. I've heard it over and over again. 
everything will turn out the way it's supposed to do and supposed to turn out in God's time. And something's better as planned, but I still have, still have to update my resume um, and service. So, you know, I have been deeply blessed to be able to serve at my face-to-face meetings, my principal face-to-face meetings, my region, um, I'm sorry, my intergroup, my region and world service. And it is critically important for me to give service because I need to do my, and make seven tradition contributions because I need to make sure that OA is thriving and here for the next newcomer that walks in the door. So thank you all my, thank you all so much. It has been a privilege and a pleasure to be with all of you this morning. Thank you. And I look forward to your shares.